You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to the Toronto Blue Jays podcast that is Jay Bird watching. I hope you're all having a great evening. I'm trying to figure out why I'm hearing all of us. I'm trying to go at Instagram for the first time live. I'm hearing myself twice, and it's driving me slightly bonkers. <laughs> but we're going to figure this out so we can continue to bring you more and more live jaybird watching here and just have some fun you know it's the off season we can only got theory and what's going on in the world of baseball and we're going to make everything awesome for you as much as humanly possible here on jaybird watching tonight with me ken alfred how are we doing my friend? i am doing well a little under the weather but i think i'm going to be i'm going to tough through it for tonight's episode because uh well we have a few things to talk about today and we will have a lot of fun talking about it you know, man. So I hope you feel better first things first. And I know it's the holidays, you got family in town, all that kind of good stuff. So I hope that it will eventually turn full circle and you get back to business. Well, especially for next week's special episode that we'll probably talk about a little bit later as well for the Jaybird watching fans. So yeah, hopefully be ready for that. So but we'll get to that eventually, but we are trying and to start our guest at Blue Jays tournament next week. We'll see what happens. But until then, I don't have the full schedule yet, and we'll get there, obviously, next week, being Christmas holiday, then Boxing Day. We're not going to be recording Monday and Tuesday next week, so make sure you join in probably Wednesday. Same thing with the following week with New Year's and everything. So maybe we'll see what's going on, but you will be the first to know, Blue Jays fans, on when we're going to be going live in the next week. But let tonight, Ken, there's plenty to talk about. And first things first, we have to talk about a Blue Jays free agent target that unfortunately is not going to end up back in Blue Jays blue, and that is Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Um, signed a three-year deal with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks to keep him as a main focal point of that outfield. And honestly, I'm not shocked. Are you? <laughs> well, we actually in like I remember we talked about like Teoscar Hernandez, then maybe coming back. Marcus Stroman. I don't remember hearing about Lords Guerrero Jr. Like, was he actually like, was he a serious contender of the Jays actually bringing him back? I don't know if they ever actually made an offer, but it, you look at where this team was on paper, Ken, and we need an outfielder. And you know, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I don't, I can't say that they didn't want him back. They put him in the trade with Mourinho to get Dalton Varsho. And at the end of the day, it was honestly probably just to get the money balanced, right? Because he is a free agent after one year, but he did help take that team very efficiently. And a lot of it to his credit to the playoffs and eventually the world series this year. So that is a guy that would have been very, very cool to have back in our outfield. I don't want to say I'm stuck living in the past, Ken, but he fit and it would have been nice. Well, yeah, he would have brought that, uh, the chemistry that he had with the Jays prior to him uh, leaving. It was, you know, it was, a, it was, the Jays were more relaxed, more fun, you know, with Vladdy and all those guys. Uh, it would have been really nice to have him back, but uh, you know, I guess, you know what they, they, they made him an offer he couldn't refuse and he decided to resign right so yep 
to the tune of $42 million over those three years. So Blue Jays fans, I see plenty of you popping in the room here. If you have something you would like to mention about Loris Gurriel Jr. re-signing with the Arizona Diamondbacks, please make sure you hit up those chat buttons or the comments, whichever platform you happen to be listening on. So let us know. This is a chat for Blue Jays fans in our barroom style chat here. So, but to that point, it's a great deal for Lourdes. I'm not shocked that he resigned. He obviously had a good thing going in the desert and has a great team to be all of a sudden growing up with further. And he gets to be one of the veteran guys on that lineup too, which is yeah. a very good thing. So elder statesman. That's I don't what know. he is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny we're saying that when he's on a you know 30. <laughs> so but to that Pretty point, much. that just shows you how young and talented that team is in Arizona, which is another reason, like I said, that would have been very nice to see him back in this lineup because, God, did he have a great year. Everything hit for him last season. And to that point, Ken, this is what the Blue Jays fans were hoping was going to come together all at once. And it really didn't come together completely for the Blue Jays. One year we'd get all batting average. The next year we'd get all power. And then obviously he played a really good left field it really came together for him last year to the point where he was an all-star and had a great season. Is it possible to write in the contract that you can leave, but you have to come back the very next season or something like that? I mean, that's the only way because it seems like some of the Jays who leave the, who leave the Jays seem to excel on other teams after their season with the Jays. So it's like, I, I don't think, I don't think there is a contract like that, like that, but uh, if there is, maybe we should think about it. You better hurry up and call Scott Boris up with that one. Can it get <laughs> going right it's like, okay great yunjin ryu left for one season bring him back after he just wrecks yeah. this season um but to that point loris Gurriel jr had 24 home runs last year bad 261 82 rbis scored 65 runs and had a war of three so easily the amount of money that he was asking for and actually probably about the market value for somebody with his talents and like i said he's not the biggest and bestest de- defenseman in, in left field but when he's driving in those kind of runs and anchoring a lineup that needed somebody to drive in runs other than Pat, you know, uh, Corbin Carroll, yeah. <laughs> it very made it much efficient. So yeah, he was contributing. Blue Jays contributing. still left looking for that other outfielder. So we got a few out there. We're going to have to talk about this evening, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about the rumor that is going to be the next thorn in the side of Blue Jays fans, unfortunately. I, I'm hoping that my fandom isn't getting in the way here, but the fact that the Blue Jays have once again been leveraged as the leading <laughs> team for a player has really got me scared. I'd rather be the underdog. It sweeps in and just says, nope, he's ours now. But yep. the Blue Jays are quote-unquote in the front running for Cody Bellinger, who had a very good season last year with the Chicago Cubs and looked like the MVP that he was a few years ago with the Dodgers all over again. I would love to have Cody Bellinger. There is nothing knocking that. Like I said, it's just the fact that this is the I'm worried this is going to be the Shohei Otani jet gate all over again, Ken. Well, you, <laughs> and you, I'm you, not ready for it. <laughs> it's too you soon. Know what they, you know what they say, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. So as much as I would like to say, let's throw a parade for Bellinger. I ain't going to believe nothing until he actually signs on the dotted line or there's something that the Blue Jays post that says we've signed it. Because there's a few other players out there, aside from Bellinger, that were apparently in the running for that were actually near, like could be a favorite. Well, you know, that's Yamamoto, but that's another thing altogether. But Bellinger, would I love to have him? Absolutely. If he can 
have his performance like his MVP season of like a few years ago and maybe even remnants of last year. Agreed. We would love to have him. My question though is what do we so he so correct me if I'm wrong. He's gonna be asking for at least a couple hundred million dollars for this, correct? Correct. They haven't said a year, but the quote unquote Scott Boris fee is two hundred million. Two hundred. To that point, my guess is that's somewhere in the ballpark of a at least a five, six year deal. Hmm. But like I said, I I don't recall seeing a number of years in the midst of going further to this. It just says and this is right off of MLBTradeRumors.com. Cody Bellinger reportedly seeking $200 million or more in free agency. And I'm not seeing a year to that. So, obviously, you're not paying him that in a year. Because Shohei Otani only got $70 million if you were going to do that math. Only. Yes. <laughs> we're not going to Otani math this one. So, we can defer it if you want. We'll yeah. pay him, a, we'll pay him, we'll pay him 500 grand, and then we'll just defer the rest. Yeah, just push it all out to a bajillion years down the line where you know money's not worth money anymore (laughs) but cody bellinger to his point had a 4.4 war last year so that's one of the highest in the uh batting app or you know as far as a position player goes last year with a 307 batting average 26 home runs 95 runs scored 97 rbis and 20 stolen bases that is a kind of player this team sorely needs, and he's lefty. Yep, he's a lefty, and he <laughs> plays in the outfield as well. I mean, he—it's he, like he, he'll he be can... probably the everyday left fielder. It would yeah. be an assumption, but he also can play all the outfield positions because he's fast. He stole twenty bases, and he can play first base. So there is some flexibility there as far as platooning and moving guys around with this outfield and whatnot and all the guys that we are going to probably be bringing north from the minor leagues, Ken. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot. Okay, great. Spend it. It's $200 million for however many years. I don't know if I really care. <laughs> I think he's going to have a better time in Toronto, just like he did in Chicago, not being in L.A., not being in New York, any yeah. of those other markets that obviously have the – lunacy level that we have been seeing over the last few weeks of the media. So I would think that in Toronto, he has a chance to thrive because the team would be excited for him to be there and the media would be in his back. And if he puts up, this team's going to support him all day, every day. I can't say in Yankee pinstripes that might do the same thing. No, he'll just be another, uh, he'll just be another player on the Yankees. Correct. Right. He'll yeah, get you it. Got Juan Soto, Aaron Judge. He would be the guy where you were going <laughs> exactly like don't get me wrong Otami would have been the guy if he made it if he did sign with toronto like they'd be like parades and the media would be still they'd still be celebrating in the streets if, if we signed right. otani right but i think we brought up the last episode that you know if we did sign otani we would have a lot of sacrifices we're gonna have to make you know can we keep the some of the core elements of the team together you know maybe they might last mm-hmm. one year but Who's to say what happens in 2025, right? I think some of the rumors I'm hearing too about, okay, if we sign Bellinger, what about Bo? What about Vladdy? Are we going to have enough to keep them past 2025? We don't know. If we were deferring everything but two mil, yes, that would have had no problem. But you're not going to get that deal with Cody Bellinger. So that that was, and then here's the crazier thing about that whole thing. Apparently Shohei Otani went into free agency, Ken, with that in mind, and he was actually looking for that contract because he's making money from um, 
New Balance. He's he's got Everything Michael Jordan money coming from <laughs> other advertisements. He's got crazy investments. He, Otani is a brand at this point. He's not yeah. worried about the baseball making him his money. The brand stuff will pay for him in the short term, where when he is post-baseball career, he'll be finally making his Los Angeles Dodgers money. That's yeah. a pretty damn good arrangement. I can't say that name clout-wise, Cody Bellinger does not have that brand, so he is going to 100% want that every dime of that $200 million over the next few years. That does not mean it might be front-ended or back-ended loaded with money. I don't know if you know this or not, Ken, or for anybody else that happens to be listening to this show, but sometimes they'll load the dollar amounts funny. So if it was a $200 million deal, they'll give you more money up front and then you trickle down or sometimes they'll flip it and you ramp up to like the $40 million deal at the last year of your deal, those kind of things. So who knows where this is going to go, but the fact that you were ready, the Blue Jays management owners, everything were ready to throw $700 million at Shohei Otani. I would think that they would be okay with taking that step back and being very competitive with an offensive hitter like Cody Bellinger. And he is the best guy on the market at this point, Ken, outside of Yamamoto from Japan. But I don't know if the Blue Jays need the pitching. They need well, that, the hitting. Well, that that's the thing too, right? Because, you know, just watching a few videos where they're saying the Jays are in the running for Yamamoto. I'm like, we are? Do we need him? They are fine. Oh. Go throw money money at it. <laughs> Okay, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed if if but. if if, if Manoa has made it clear that he's not going to come back or if he's doing whatever he wants to be traded, whatever. Okay, then maybe we get Yamamoto, right? That'd be great. But you know, I think we got to give you know, Manoa a little bit of a chance here to see if he can redeem himself from his, yeah. you know, not the greatest season of his after his almost post MVP, you know, running. I don't know if you've seen those videos of him on Instagram, but the man looks like a beast with something to prove right now on those, you know, the way he's training in the weight room and everything like that. I think, I think Manoa is going to be to what I've been reading around from some of our friends on Jay's journal and whatnot. He has a very good chance to be the comeback player of the year winner this coming season. And like you said, I don't know if he's that's, he's training that hard because he knows he's going to get traded or if, He's just planning on coming to spring training and, you know, chewing up hitters. Yep. <laughs> I have no idea. But Taking asses and it, kicking names, It's a names, good problem right? to have if they want to spend money on Yamamoto, though. But I think the main target for what would improve this team drastically is where we were going with Belly. Yes. We need, we need the hitting, right? Because I think the last few years, we were always saying we were the best offensive, best hitting team in the in the majors. So it didn't lead us anywhere, right? I think we talked about that a few seasons, like a few episodes ago, a bunch of episodes ago, where we said, okay, everything was good, but then the pitching let us down. Okay, we have to focus on pitching. So the Blue Jays can be very reactive year to year about what we think we need, you know? So I don't know. I think they got to make a decision this time. So now we're back into the circular argument of, we need to hit the ball hard, and we need to hit it into the stands. Bellinger's a guy that can do that, right? The offense yeah, is going to And not to mention, we have to break in those new seats. They haven't been hit with enough baseballs in the outfield yet, and those brand-new seats that you and I got a pleasure of seeing when we were there. But Absolutely. <laughs> got to pummel them a little bit. Put some dents in them. They look too new. Exactly. <laughs> so. they, can't, they can't be too pretty. You know, we got, we, we got to make Graham market. work, right? We got to make Graham work for his stuff, man. Because, you know, Graham has been on the show a couple times already. He works for the Jays and wow, he want, he's helping out in that whole renovation part too. So, all right, get Graham, get Graham to work, guys. 
yeah and to that point him and the gang are doing a really good job have you seen any of those videos on instagram and whatnot at this Not point them, it looks... i think i'm about to watch a few yeah um i watched just the clips and i even watched the full video that they did was like 15 minutes or not but they got it i knew that was what the plan was but the whole bottom half you can see all the under areas and all the pillars and everything like that it was a little shocking because i've been down there before and i'm just like oh my god i you know you don't realize how much space there is until there's just no more seats on that whole lower level then to that point they're building it back up the right way Ken. they're gonna get us all closer to the game i'm sure it's gonna come at a price but yeah. Tis what it is. At that point, I I only get to go to a game a year if I'm lucky, or maybe a weekend of games. So, and it's just because it's just far enough of a road trip that makes it a pain in the butt for me here in Rochester, New York. <laughs> and then, as you're well aware of, the rent and the uh, hotel rooms and everything, I'm getting slightly obnoxious downtown there by the ballpark. So I tried to go in and out. <laughs> well, Worked out really well last time I saw you. That is true. Well, unless you got extra vacation time, then maybe just use those up when you're there exactly so but to that point if you're gonna be doing all these things and this is why i think the blue jays are still just dying to spend a brick of money to make this team good you can't spend all this money on renovating the ballpark and then not get asses in the seats that's really what it is you gotta you get this thing coming into next yeah go ahead yeah, you gotta get the attraction you gotta get the players that generate the interest that the fans are going to want to see Right. We know that if we did throw that brick of money at Otani, it'd be almost a sellout almost every single time he showed up. Even if he's not even playing, just for the fact that seeing oh, yeah. him in batting practice or whatever, it'd be over. But uh, you know, now we've got to fill it with the right talent. We know that Bo and Vlad are going to be getting a lot of people there. Gosman as well. right? So adding Bellinger to that mix would be something that could generate a lot of interest in as well because you got a former MVP coming to play for the Jays knock on wood that it happens but uh you know that's gonna that's gonna probably help if we add maybe a couple more pieces as well we'll definitely get the jays fans excited to come in yeah and that's exactly it um i don't know if you knew this or not but i read the other day that the la dodgers shohei otani jerseys were the fastest selling jersey ever in major league baseball as far as like a week worth of buys like it was obnoxious and mind you this is the same week that within a week that juan soto all of a sudden became a yankee yankee fans weren't lining up down the door you know street trying to get juan soto jerseys meanwhile you had the whole city of la all of a sudden go our boys in dodger blue now then you have all the japanese people that were loving the fact that one of their you know cultural hit heroes is moving over to that big of a thing so it was all got to get the new jerseys and everything like it was an obnoxious number it was like whatever the old record was it was like 10 times in it <laughs> it was slightly obnoxious i'm not saying you're going to get that from cody bellinger but you're going to know that people are like okay if they're willing to spend money on this team i better go show up because they think something special is going to happen well, and they were yeah. close we just can't get over the hurdle. You need that one extra piece, Ken, and maybe Cody is the guy. Absolutely. I mean, he he, showed, he has all the signs that he has the resume to be great, you know, at you know for this yep. team, right? Left-handed, outfielder, flexibility to play infield if need be, to give Vlad some time off if you want Vlad to hit DH and you want to put uh, Bellinger on first, sure, absolutely, right? So, you know, I think the excitement is, is there, but, like, I think we're all going to – I think Blue Jays fans are going with – cautious optimism that is the key word there we're gonna yeah it's nice but 
We'll wait and see. No more following flights. <laughs> no more. No, no, there's not going to be, you know, a limo oh. gate or plane gate or. Man, that was that was that was nuts. Uh, I have to admit, I've never seen anyone do someone tracking someone's plane. I'm like, yeah, there's no privacy laws violated there. So no, not at all. Meanwhile, there's some there's literally a Twitter account that follows Elon Musk around too. By the way, that <laughs> somehow is legal. And not to mention, I figure all of all the people you could follow in the world, why do you got to follow that guy? <laughs> yeah, guys, Looney Tunes, and um, I even point to the platform or one of the platforms we're literally going on right now that's dropping people like flies. <laughs> so, yes, for, the thing the thing that was formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> for anybody that's not paying attention to those new has news headlines. So, yes. but right now, outside of um, Yomamoto, Cody Bellinger is ranked the next best free agent in major league baseball according to everybody it isn't even just a you know crummy list that i found on the internet for us to talk about this is the list right now from cbs sports mlb.com anywhere you can think of um do you know who the next guy is that's on that list that is currently um agented by the same gentleman scott boris hmm. that blue jays fans are also still screaming for i'm going to hear it Matt Chapman. He is the number four guy out of, you know, what's on this list where originally, obviously, you know, number one, Shohei Otani, gone. Number yes. two, Yamamoto. Sounds like he's going to sign soon. Then Belly, Chapman. And then after that, it was Aaron Nola who resigned with the Phillies. And then Blake Snell being the next person. No. So I don't see the Blue Jays throwing money at Blake Snell, but then it's no. a drop off from there. Marcus Stroman's the next best guy after. <laughs> Stroman so, would be nice. Not, no, no dings against Marcus Stroman. That's not where I was going with that comment. I'm just saying you went from having elite guy with Bellinger to elite defense only with Matt Chapman. Then all of a sudden, Marcus Stroman, yeah. <laughs> who is a well, very good pitcher, but he's getting he's getting older. He's more slightly above average than where he used to be. Is great, and he had a really good month. That he was unhittable this year, which could happen for a whole season. You never know, but you're yeah. taking a little bit more of a roll of the dice with Marcus right now versus yeah. the other two. It, it's it's like more like that. Um, what do you call that? When, when someone old comes back again, it's I forgot the thing. It's not like a not a not renaissance. Like a retro. Yeah, retro or I can't, whatever resurgence. Yeah, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. So would it be go. nice to have Stroman back and the interest he would generate? Yeah, it would be fun. nice. That would and, be fun. And, Especially when fun. he doesn't have to be anything more than a fifth starter. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, he could have maybe just one more run left in him for the Jays, right? If I think if we ever do pick him up, maybe just for a season, I can't imagine signing him to a long-term deal by any means. And there's where the catch is because right. he's looking for at least a two, three-year deal. And I don't see the Blue Jays thinking that. Or if they do, it's way down the list right now. Yeah. He's not Other the first priorities person and. Yeah, correct. And then my worry is he was signed with another team by the time you finally got to that priority. So but that would be where I would guess. Would would Stroman be able to be like the middle relief? Because I know we have like a little gap in the middle relief in the bullpen right now. Would he be open to that or does he have to start? I would think he has to start, yeah. especially after the year he had last year. Ken, I, I'd yeah. be shocked if he took anything other than that. He had a very good bounce back season with the Cubs last year and you know, finished that that contract he had with the Cubs on a high note. Hmm. So I would think He's that that would hot. probably be unlikely. Correct. Which, to your point, though, 
guy to start his career in the bullpen, it would never shock me that a couple more years down the road, that that is exactly what he could do because he just has the stuff. Yeah. And if he starts losing it for innings, then there you go. Put him in the bullpen, fix it, and let him round out his career, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of pitchers in baseball that have done that. Well, yeah, absolutely. And sorry, back to your Matt Chapman thing. Uh, He was great defensively, but I think I know he struggled a lot offensively, so... And I think he wants the money. Do we give him the money just for the defense? Because we ain't going to be give, paying him a brickload of money to hit 30, 30 home runs with 30 stolen bases, right? No, I mean, it could happen. But... <laughs> it could. I Unless he goes on a tear like he did in April. Yeah. His final batting average, I forget what it was, but if you looked at what it was, if you take April out of the equation, Ken, he batted like 200. The rest of the season and i know he was suffering with injuries and yeah. all these other things and it's that much more impressive that he still played gold glove level defense at that same time at that point if i'm only paying for the defense i'd rather take the you know like we were talking about just taking a roll of the dice with one of the two prospects we have in the minor leagues right now with well, yeah. as and barger or Ralvis Martinez, you would think that you're gonna make up the offense of batting 200 between two of those at least <laughs> If not one of them finally stealing some, you know, and taking off and getting a hot streak. And the two of them just have destroyed pitching in AAA. I think one of they need that challenge. I really do. And then there's some flexibility with stuff there if they were on the bench. So you talk about those guys, Biggio, Schneider on the bench, or any yeah. combination of them being in the starting rotation that day. I don't see why I need a third baseman. Well, yeah, that that's the thing, right? Because you know, I used to we used to call him Bat Chapman last time when he first started, like last season, where he was on a tear in the first part of the. I can't remember how many first series, first month or something, maybe he was hitting really hitting the ball like a ton, right? So you're thinking, oh wow, it's going to be great. But for some reason, like you said, injuries and his production went down from an offensive level, but defensive, he was still like, like you said, Gold Glove level. So I don't know about Chapman if we want to, like you said, if we're, if it's worth spending the money. If we're only getting the defense, right? The only time I can see us doing that is for unless we're paying for just a bat and we're going to make them a designated hitter, right? Which I think Otani would have been if we did sign him. It would just be for him hitting, right? So if we can find That's someone because he had the Tommy yeah, John, the, 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 he's John not doing story. anything other than that this year. <laughs> yeah. So, so which is even it, more it, impressive it, the contract that he got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would have been nice if he we might did play stop. outfield this year, but it might be in the work. <laughs> so. Yeah. But no, you're not wrong. hundred percent. If you're going to be looking for that DH, then why not go for Joey Votto or somebody like that, that you know is going to hit or at least have a better chance of hitting and then play those guys at third base that we were talking about a minute ago. But yeah. Our mm-hmm. infield is I don't actually know. a lot of depth to it. Like we have a lot of choice, right? So that's why when, when I saw this thing about, uh, yeah. was it Jonathan India? You know, I didn't know too much about him. I had to look him up a little bit. So I'm like, to my knowledge, he had a great rookie season. He struggled a little bit with injuries, and his production went a little bit down. So when I heard, like, oh, what does he play? He plays infield. I'm like, let's see. We have Biggio, Espinosa. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, Schneider. 
you know, we got Bichette. I'm like, okay, do we do, do we need anyone else for that at this point? That you know, is it worth it? Yeah, 244 batting average last year, 17 home runs, 61 RBIs. But in all reality, Cincinnati is a pretty friendly hitters ballpark as well, too. So was that the loaded number or was that <laughs> the normal? I have no idea. Um, and I'm not saying he isn't a good hitter. I'm just no. saying that I, I agree with you. I don't know why you need him. You're going to get a guy that I guess is a little bit more experienced at the end of the day. But to, again, he's only played three seasons, I think. Watch. I, I just yeah, did this now. Three, three, full, three full seasons. Yeah, what was his year in 2021 with about the same numbers he just had? So I would, if you want to say so, he's consistent. He's going to yeah. bat somewhere around two, two fifty, two sixty. He's going to get you near twenty home runs, sixty something RBIs. It's not a bad deal, but to that point, is it? Is that going to be any different than David Schneider, Biggio, yeah. any of these guys with a full season could do? That would be the question. I can't say that it wouldn't be. Because at least this guy, you know, that you're going to get that. We haven't seen that from Biggio. You just saw Babe Schneider go off for what was the better part of a month and then yeah. continue to find, you know, ways to keep it going. You know, no, everybody knew he wasn't going to hit four home runs a week <laughs> every week when he was coming up. But to that point, he kept the, the thing that I loved about watching David Schneider for the Blue Jays last year outside of the awesome mustache <laughs> was the fact that he was constantly finding a way to get better and take that information that he was clearly learning while playing and earning, you know, that spot. He was taking that and learning from it. And then you would see it apply from game to game to game. And he might've gotten struck out six times in a row from two different games, but that third game, watch out. He found a way to contribute very efficiently. And baseball is a game of adjustments. You have to constantly be looking, how is the pitcher going to beat me? How am I? And then if you're a pitcher, how am I going to beat these hitters? So on and so forth. And that was the one thing that I think David Schneider is going to have a very good career ahead of him. And I'm not just saying that because I love watching him in Buffalo. <laughs> so we'll see what happens, well, but it was, it's well, a good story. Yeah. A good problem it, to have for the Blue Jays. It is, and like I said, now now that we've talked about Johnny and Jonathan India, not really. Uh, we don't know if we need him. Watch, he's going to be MVP next, this coming season. Watch. I just have a feeling now because we've we've jinxed it by saying, yeah, we don't need him. He's going to have a he's going to have a blowout year. He's going to hit like yeah. thirty with thirty stolen bases or something like that. I'm like, of course he is. Yeah, and that's the one thing too. He, you know, you would think somebody as a second baseman, kind of like that, you'd get a decent amount of stolen bases. Anything really to write home around? He's, got, he's like I said, he's played three seasons and he's got twenty nine home run or twenty nine stolen bases. It's good, but you know, is what it is. I, like I said, I would I would be very happy if he ended up coming to Toronto. My worry is that you would have to give up too much for him, so you're going to give up some of those guys we were literally just talking about. And maybe that's what you do roll here in the midst of this. Okay, great. Maybe haven't. Kevin Biggio hasn't panned out as Blue Jays fans. Maybe he changes scenery, helps him with some prospects going back to the Reds. And then we get Jonathan India to be the everyday second baseman. And then I won't be terribly upset about it. I don't know. Just what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> Maybe this. Yeah, I don't know. Other than the fact that apparently uh, my lighting in my room here is the fans are saying I need to hurry up and change it so I don't look like a ghost. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh good deal. my goodness but anyways 
I'm working on the office. I haven't changed the paint or anything. It's too reflective in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, but outside of those kind of things, Ken, you know, we were talking about some of the other guys that we were, what the, what the Blue Jays could do. And there has been a rumor that's been going around, and this is because of what's been going on in San Diego. The San Diego Padres, quote-unquote, can't pay everybody. So they're trying to offload salary and trying to get going and um, <laughs> see what we could get into, right? <laughs> Blue Jays fans have automatically clinged on elite there, saying we got to somehow loot Fernando Tatis Jr., from the San Diego Padres. I would okay. say that would be the get of gets right now I, to that point. If things are going the way they're going, it is what it is. That would be a great get for the Blue Jays. But at the end of the day, what do you give up to get somebody like, you know, somebody like Fernando Tatis? It's just slightly obnoxious and ridiculous at the same time being able to, you know, get somebody like him. You do have to give up a lot to make that happen. And I did not mean to do that. I was yeah. trying to block said asshole. <laughs> 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 Profanities and our stuff. Anyway, um, go from there. And um, what do you think? Would the Blue Jays be able to get somebody like Fernando Tatis and see what's going on? Yeah, we would have to give up a lot for him. Like, you could hit the ball a mile, right? Yeah. But, I, I mean, we have such a good roster already that I don't know what else we do. And, we, and the only thing we have to give him up is, like, some – probably a couple of everyday players and a couple of prospects just to land him. So, you know, just because he's available, just because there's a talent available, doesn't necessarily mean we have to apply for it. We have to get them all, right? It's like almost like a they have a fire sale. Yeah, everything must go. But, you know, at the same time, we still got to keep the core pieces that keeps the Jays at least in contention for playoffs for it. We don't want to give everything up for that one player that maybe be yeah. all right. You know, he... What was his batting average last year? He hit like over 30 home runs or something, didn't he? Oh, he had a hell of a season for a guy that literally was uh, on the sidelines watching the year before because <laughs> he was one of those guys that also tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs and got suspended mm -hmm. 50 games for it. So like, there are some other things outside of how good of a baseball player he is that we would be inheriting if we were all of a sudden trading for Fernando Tatis. Um, last year, he batted 257, 30, 25 home runs. You would you missed it by this much, Ken. Um, but he had 91 runs, scored 78 RBIs, and he stole 29 bases too. So this is, if you we were just comparing another guy that looks very similar to him as an outfielder, Cody Bellinger. So the difference being you could trade and make him come to Toronto or you can pay a ton of money and just get Cody Bellinger to come to Toronto. So it's giving up prospects capital or giving up capital. capital. <laughs> Which one do you want to go yeah. with, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I think so. it's as much it would be nice to have him. Like we can definitely get he'll, – he'll, he'll definitely hit a home run. A ton, he'll hit a ton. He'll steal a lot. But could he get on base? maybe maybe not right and uh you know yeah. it would be nice but I don't, I don't know if it's worth it at this point yeah exactly but like you said never know and like yeah. i said i'd be worried about where the other parts to that whole piece of strand or tatis come in i get he's friends with vladdy maybe that helps and maybe that's the reason to make it work because vladdy has that inside lane on saying he's figured his stuff back out this is like he was in the minor leagues where he was the next best thing of a being amazing in major league baseball <laughs> Um, but you don't know the other flip of that is maybe he's just going to 
do whatever he was doing that got him suspended again. That's the and then that's a hundred games that we don't you know don't have them because every time you get caught with the uh, performance enhancing drugs in baseball, it's it keeps one upping. So Jeez. the first one's fifty, second one's a hundred, and then you are banned on a third strike. Bye, yeah. see you later. And that well, unless you're Alex Rodriguez, apparently they just made him miss a <laughs> whole season, which well, is the so- part I don't understand with him at all. Because <laughs> oh, then they invite him back to be an announcer. That was the thing that even irked me more. <laughs> mm. still Meanwhile, you got other good announcers that are, you know, struggling to get jobs, and you let him back in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm have to give a, a slight pass on Tatis. Yeah, because that, that's going to probably bring some unwanted attention to the Jays if, if that's the case, right? If if we get slammed for anyone getting like the taking the PEDs, you know. We don't want that work. We don't want that. We don't want that attention. Yeah. Like I said, it's probably one of those things that's not worth it at the end of the day, but you don't know because he could, this is a guy that has, was on, you know, the cover of every magazine on the cover of MLB, the show in 2019, you know, this is Fernando Tatis had everything you would think of when you were making a quote unquote prototype baseball player. So, and his dad was a really good bat baseball player too you know monster masher of home runs actual fernando tatis senior <laughs> so this would be the blue jays extending on that weird thing that they do have going on in their dugout where they have the lineage and the bloodlines yeah. of other major league baseball players and just pouring more gas on that fire <laughs> yeah it's interesting i don't know see. i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know so but that can that's the one big one that blue jays fans are up in arms mm-hmm. about the last 24 hours it seems like and it's because of that fire sale yeah. i'm honestly looking at that list i there's some other guys that would take better flyers on on fernando tatis out in the free agent market too and there was one other one that i actually just remembered that i forgot to talk to you about in the pregame show <laughs> apparently the blue jays have been asking and kicking the tires on trying to get christian yalich from the Milwaukee Brewers because hmm. the Milwaukee Brewers are clearly in that we haven't been able to figure out what to do level to push to the playoffs the last couple of years. So I think they're like, how can we retool really quickly and get good? Because they do have some really young, great talent. So they've been dang- dangling um, Corbin Burns, their best pitcher. They let go of Brandon Woodruff, who is technically a free agent pitcher at this point, who is one of their best pitchers too in the last few years. Oh. Christian Yelich is the next, is their highest paid player and christian yelich i still think has that one crazy season in the tank that would he's going to go off like he did a few years ago with cody bellinger where the two of them were in the conversation for the mvp hand in hand there was no question about it they used to have they had commercials that year that were which one of you you know they were having a competition who was going to win the mvp in the national league and they were like okay let's see who can hit home runs here and then they were going out in the parking lot see like, how many cars can you ding down the street it's like the <laughs> jordan bird just uh, that old basketball Correct. commercial i remember that yeah so yeah it was so, like the same bit all over again so so give me a little bit about this about about him actually so how many, how did you do last year I'm working on that because I didn't have it in front of me. I, like I said, I thought of it like as we were talking here, but Christian Yelich was a quote unquote, one of the best prospects in baseball with the Marlins. Mm-hmm. He got traded to the Brewers where they turned around and extended him extensively. Like this 
this is a guy, like I said, that has been a very good baseball player his whole career. But last year, he actually had a pretty damn good season um, at a 3.6 war. So this is in that same ballpark of where Loris Gurriel Jr. had his last year when you're looking at that one number. Um, 278 batting average, 19 home runs, 106 runs scored. Wouldn't it be nice to score some runs, Ken? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Especially when Goss is on the mound. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, but he had 76 RBIs and 28 stolen bases and he was playing left really field primarily. Is he, so he's a, he's a free agent. He's not a free agent. We'd have to, trade, have to for trade for him, for him. Hmm. but he is a guy that definitely fits the blue Jays profile. And he, I forgot he actually was the MVP the year before. Bellinger won Bellinger, in, no. in 2019. So wow. he's a two-time All-Star, both in 2018 and 2019. And he finished first in MVP, obviously, in 2018. That's second the year after. was and also a Silver Slugger three times. Hmm. <laughs> so both those seasons, and one way it was the Miami Marlins when he started coming around to find himself. But those two years, he batted 326 and 329, and that was at the age of 26 and 27. <laughs> He's going into his age 32 season and the last few years, like I said, he's been kind of bouncing around those numbers. I was just putting out there for a minute ago. Um, the batting average was down severely in 2020s. He didn't you know, play very well and was hurt that shortened season too. So that didn't help. <laughs> so, but and what, what was he played he in 154 and 144 year, uh, games the last two years. What was that? Yeah. What does he play? Like what position? Left field primarily. So this is okay. the position we're actually looking to fill. So, could, so you might so, be able to squeeze. Hmm. Go ahead. So we can either get Bellinger off the free agency or we could trade for. Oh, okay. Not bad. So this would be the same thing as you'd have to give up some players, just like we were talking about with Fernando Tatis, but the asking price would not be as extravagant, abstra I don't think. Yeah, how much is he asking? Or how much of the... I would, the, uh, the well, the Blue Jays are—he would be paying him a lot if they didn't do something with the salary where the Brewers would. This guy's making twenty million a year right now, okay. <laughs> so and you can see why when he was a back to almost back to back MVPs. <laughs> yeah, so he's got a pretty decent resume, so, actually, really good. So I think he would be that veteran lefty that they would want on this team and be able to do something really cool with him, especially if you miss out on Bellinger. Yelich would be a great, crazy good athletic guy to be batting up to the top of the lineup with Bo Bichette and everybody. You know, mm -hmm. if you got, if you have Springer leading off like we've been having, you have Bo Bichette maybe batting second, but maybe you bat Yelich second, move Bo down to three, and just keep pushing the line back a little bit where you have Vlad fourth. See where I'm going? The mm -hmm. lineup just got that much scarier by having somebody like Yelich to be fast and drive in. Or maybe that's one of those things where Yelich becomes your leadoff guy is the other catch, which is what he's been yeah. doing for the Brewers the last few years. Wow. So yeah, so, that's a good, some dynamic opportunity. I, I like it. You know, he, he checks a lot of the boxes that we're missing right now. So yeah. And to that point, who knows what else you could get from the Brewers in that equation, too. Because if they're ready to sell some of these guys to get prospect capital back, I would think that we have the capital to do that and still hold on to Ricky Tiedemann, who we need. But this would be one of those things. Maybe you trade Martin, Elvis Martinez or 
Addison Barger, give them one of them. Then maybe you trade a Davis Schneider or a Biggio as the other two pieces, right? And then you build off from there. Because hmm. I think that would be where you would be building that. You'd be giving the Brewers some guys that are close to being major league ready or are major league ready and looking for that full-time gig to be able to play. Very much we, like we've talked about over the years with Ken and Biggio. I think if Biggio actually gets an all-day, everyday starting job, he's going to find a way to contribute. Contribute, But yeah, he's not, I don't know if he's going to get that in Toronto anymore. I don't know, yeah, because he's had a few rough years. I mean, he, hit, he actually hit the ball pretty well this year in terms of he did generate a lot of production this year. Uh, it just wasn't as consistent enough, and we didn't have him as an everyday player. Where he get into little streaks of good hitting and stuff, and then he'd just drop off a little bit. And then we then we don't use him for a while. And then you know, I guess that's the problem when you're a utility person, right? Because you're you're good at almost everything, but sometimes depending on when they pull you in for something, you could be already up or you could already be down. And unfortunately, we didn't get enough ups out of him, right? So do we want to give him another season to see if we can keep him that way? Right, like if we make him exactly. like the third baseman moving forward, you know, can he? Will that consistency help his performance? Will help his stats? Maybe it will. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's in that ballpark where we were talking about with Davis Schneider. You got to find out if he can make the adjustment adjustments while he's constantly playing, because it is harder and harder to make those adjustments when you only get two at bats a week, or you only play every other day, or anything like that. When you're constantly able to work at your craft in live baseball games, not just hanging out in the tunnel down the batting cage underneath, you know, or hitting BP every day. Yeah, you need to see that live pitching. You need to know how the pitchers are trying to you know, attack you and scouting reports don't tell you everything because the players, yeah. you know, just like all the pitchers have all the scouting reports, the pit, the players know their own scouting reports. They know what they're quote unquote, not good with. <laughs> and they try to work on it. And that's what I loved. Like we were talking about with David Schneider, he was clearly reading where they were trying to pitch him, learned how to hit those places and then capitalized on it when they, you know, he cornered them into it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I just, I'm looking forward to seeing more of the, the Schneider mustaches this coming season. More people are going to yep. be wearing it. That's going to be a fun one. I yeah. agree. It's just going to be one of those things. I was talking to a couple of Blue Jays fans recently that uh, about things like that that we've that all of us have latched on over the years. And I thought of one that I'm like, how did that not catch on? And I'm just thinking it dates me, knowing what this even is as far as my age. You know, so we had R. A. Dickey for three years. Yeah, I remember him. Knuckleball uh, pitcher. I weren't a yeah. How weren't a bunch of people wearing like just like those, you know, those little like dickies that you would wear underneath your yeah. button up shirt? <laughs> Why are coming in with big weird beards and <laughs> weird flannel, like <laughs> just a cut out section about that big? How many years did we get from Dickie? We got a good three years from him. Because at the end of the day, the um, he was on the rotation for 2015, 20, no, 2015 was his last year. I take that back. And, um, they didn't include him on the playoff roster because they didn't want to see how the knuckleball would handle in the cold, which mm. is a true thing. It, it works better in the humidity because the air is thicker and it catches more and doesn't move right. So, oh. but at the end of the day, he would have gotten a ring. He was in the dugout. He just wasn't playing. <laughs> so yeah, it's too bad. Kind of like uh, Mark Burley that same year. They wanted to carry <laughs> more relievers. And I love Mark Burley, and he had a great year that year too. But yeah, want to carry more relievers? I can see why when we only had the one lefty, yeah. being Brett Cecil left. In the yes, I remember Brett Cecil. Glasses. Yes. Yes, love Brett Cecil. Hope all was well with Brett Cecil because uh, it sounded like he had a little bit of a rough 
end of his career with the St. Louis Cardinals there. So hmm. hopefully he's bouncing back a little bit. So on that note, Kenny, is there anything else you've been reading? Weird rumors, allegations, anything crazy going on <laughs> that we should knock on here before we were off? <laughs> I, I, just think, I, think, I think we pretty much hit everything that we need to hit on that one. Didn't think of any allegations I, I could hear, I could remember at this point. I only say allegations with how much time we spent on slamming John Heyman last week, who, by the way, is still afraid of Blue Jays fans, apparently. <laughs> We're nice people, so, John. Just don't get on our bad side. Don't poke the bear. <laughs> it's not worth it. So Absolutely. I do have one way to, that'll be a fun way here to end the show, Ken. And uh, we, we used to do this since the inception of this show around this time of year, you know, Get your wish list together. What, what, if you were going to sit here and ask Santa for something Blue Jay related, give me one merchandise thing that you've been looking to get. And then one thing that we wish that the Blue Jays could get in their stocking come Christmas morning here on Monday. Well, let's see. My first instinct is want. a Kelly Gruber mullet, right? That he had back in the. That's, that's, that's the thing you want. <laughs> that you want, you just want to have, you know, just the awesome, <laughs> the flow. <laughs> If I could put something, it's going to be hard to put it in the Blue Jay stocking. If I could, if I could get Santa to give the Jays something, it would be. It's not. It's not even like a, a thing. Like, you know, power or whatever. Consistency. That's all I want from consistency. There you we don't go. want. We don't want this. You want. We want this level, right? So the way that the the way that their stats should be, is what I would want them to to really be striving for, right? consistent so you just want them to live up to your their baseball card huh <laughs> pretty much live up to what the what the analysts say that they should be hitting right if they sh- if they're supposed to be hitting go. 30 30 with 30 stolen bases okay 30 30 bases that's all we need for you make it happen make it happen what about you good deal so i've seen i got one of them it's a sweatshirt but they made these couple of sweatshirts and uh 47 is a company by new era that makes all this stuff and it was just a retro looking hooded sweatshirt but it looks like a baseball jersey and it's got the big old school 70s blue jay with a baseball and everything logo right here on the heart and it just looks cool it's the solid blue jay blue it's fun (laughs) you know and that mostly just because i love the retro stuff um very much like your Kelly Gruber hairstyle. <laughs> um, and then if I'm going to be asking Santa for something for the Blue Jays, I'm actually going where we were talking a few minutes ago. I think the more and more I think about the Christian Yelich thing, I think there's a trade there. I think there's a way that the, the Brewers and the Blue Jays both come out of that trade happy. And both of them are going to be better for it. And I'm only going to say that because of the trades over the last few years we've made with the Brewers. The Brewers need a power bat. We needed a reliever. They got Rowdy Telez. We got Trevor Richards, who has been phenomenal for the Blue Jays and really solidified our bullpen, especially last year. Um, and Rowdy Telez was the power bat they needed. They chose to let him go into free agency this year, but and I think that's because of the rebuilding thing. And speaking of a bat that's still available. <laughs> um but Rowdy Telez was a key player for the Milwaukee Brewers in that same time frame and hit a few monstrous franchise changing home runs for them to get into the playoffs a few years ago. So that was a win-win. I have a chance. I think there's a chance there for the blue Jays to do something with young talent and money being changed hands to get Christian Rilich, Christian Yelich to come play left field for the Toronto blue Jays. (laughs) 
and he'll just change the color of blue that he's wearing a little bit, and that's it. Yeah. It'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that blue. That the, the I don't know what it is. I'm so happy that the Milwaukee Brewers brought back the glove hat and with the baseball, oh, yeah, and yeah. they had the beer mugs and tailgate attire on their shirts. <laughs> I, I would highly recommend if anybody is ever in Milwaukee, go to a Milwaukee Brewers game. That is one of the best ballparks I've ever been to. And the only baseball stadium I've ever been to where they actually tailgate it like a football game and have fun before the baseball game. <laughs> People out in the parking lot with grills and parking or hot dogs and everything. It was fun. I had a great time and I was there all by myself. I just wandered around. <laughs> nice. Well, that's what baseball is supposed so, to be about. It's supposed to be about fun, right? So, correct. Let the kids play, Ken. Absolutely. <laughs> just give us the money. Good stuff. The Good stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So on that note, anything else? No, I think I'm good. I think we're good in this one. Good. We'll make sure that hopefully Santa checks his list and um, sees that Blue Jays fans have been nice and uh, doesn't ruin us like he did a few weeks ago. Or, you know, that was the baseball community, not Santa, I guess. Yeah, I can't believe that. <laughs> With the show hazing. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we get that going. Obviously, Blue Jays fans, I had mentioned that we are going to have a different time next week because of the holiday and we'll, we'll let you know as soon as we have an idea what me ken and uh you know our other member that is currently not in a cold frigid place is jason lyons who's down in maui right maui. now exactly <laughs> Uh, so, on that note, Ken, or I hope he's having fun, but I do I have, have a slight bit of jealousy knowing that it's going to snow probably here over the weekend. <laughs> it's going to supposed to snow tonight, so yeah. <laughs> it's no doing nothing but raining out here in Rochester, New York, right now. So it's apparently I've come across the lake to us eventually here. That's what it always yeah. does. You guys get it first, and then we get pummeled by it. <laughs> yeah, you get five to eight centimeters tonight, so we'll see what happens. There you go. I hope for the best for you. You don't have to shovel out too much, my friend. <laughs> remember to warm up the car <laughs> block here right <laughs> so hopefully blue jays fans will see you probably next wednesday at seven o'clock eastern time we'll let you know for sure until then make sure you keep reading all the wonderful content it is on jaysjournal.com as we are the official podcast of jaysjournal.com part of fan side network and make sure you listen to us each live game and um, thank you very much everybody for tuning in this evening i saw plenty of people coming in and out i'm hoping that's because we actually found a way out of get this thing on Instagram live and we get some more content and more people, you know, outside the blur of obscenities that came from our Twitch feed this evening <laughs> on the chat. And the one I am sorry if I posted that by accident, everybody that was apologies. I'll make sure I edit that out later. <laughs> and to that point, um, if you miss us on the live shows where obviously anything can happen, make sure you tune in wherever you can get your podcasting pleasures for we're on Spotify, Apple music, all that good stuff. And until next week, Ken, that's a one, two, three, and let's go Blue Jays. One, two, three. Woo! Woo! Let's go Blue Jays. Go Jays, go. Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdWatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.